Woods in Washington and WBAI in New York. I'm Sue Goodwin. African Now. Today's show features upcoming election in Senegal contextualized. African Now is next. Welcome to the show. I'm Wiza Muntali. The music in the background is Yarabi by Sona Jobate. On February 25th, Senegalese go to the polls to elect a new president. The incumbent, President Macky Sall, cannot run due to term limits. Although last year he seemed to attempt to seek a third term, massive demonstrations by the youth in particular forced him to declare that he would not run. The presidential election in Senegal will take place in an atmosphere where an important opposition leader, by many accounts the leading opposition leader, Osman Sonko has been barred by the Senegalese Constitutional Council from running. Recently, I had a conversation with an activist in Dakar, Marie Helen Ndai, about the upcoming election in Senegal, which contextualized the process. The points covered included the key political participants, the regional dynamics, unemployment among the youth, the role of President Macky Sall, France's continuous involvement, the atmosphere surrounding the February 2024 presidential election, arrests of activists and journalists, harassment of the opposition, youth movement's demands, and more. Marie Helen and I is a consultant on artistic activism and coordinator of the Invisible Giants program. Here is the conversation. Marie, Helen, and I, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with us today to um, unpack the, um, this, the election in Senegal, the upcoming election in Senegal. Um, and uh, first, I just wanted to ask you, what is the general mood, the uh, environment uh, of Senegal? as it gets ready for the uh, February 24, I'm sorry, February 2024 presidential election. Yeah, thank you for having me on your show. I can say that the mood is mitigated because a lot of people are afraid. Some people are talking about a possibility of postponing the elections because there are some candidates who think that they were spoliated. They were, I mean, their candidacies were invalidated unrightfully. And they are writing, they have already written even a letter. They have met the president to claim for the postponement of the elections. And others think that the election should by hook or by group take place. I can say that it is a very bit mitigated. A lot of people think that we might have a postponement of the election, but others, they said, no, we should, I mean, go ahead and respect the presidential uh, schedule and handle, yeah. I guess one of the biggest um, issues is that um, the 20 candidates that were published recently by the Senegalese Constitutional Council, um, uh, the, one of the, the two of the people who were not on that list were the, uh, the opposition leader, um, uh, and uh, uh, Osman Soko and uh, and um, also Karim Wade. Right. Um, yeah. So is, if you could expand on that, it's like uh, it's, that's one of the big issues and that uh, people are are saying why the election should be postponed. Some some are saying it should be postponed. Yeah. Those who are saying this were the people who deposit their let us say citizen sponsorship by the Constitutional Council said that it was not good. Some of them, they lacked a citizen sponsorship. Other their things were not good, uh, things like that. 
And for the case of Usman Sonko, Usman Sonko has had a lot of trials, a lot of court trials. The first one was against Ajisar, Ajisar who accused her, uh, who accused him of rape. Uh, the second um, trial was against a minister of the Republic. I mean, uh, his name again, I have forgotten his name. He accused him of defamation. And all the, in all those trials, Aswan Sonko was, I mean, found guilty and condemned. And that's the reason why the Constitutional Council thought that his candidacy shouldn't be validated because he was condemned for two trials. And uh, regarding the case of Karim Wad, Karim Wad had two nationalities, uh, French nationality and Senegalese nationality. And the constitutional of Senegal is clear about it. It says, it stipulates that if you want to be a candidate for presidential election, you should only have one nationality. But Karim Wad said that he left his French nationality but people thought that he did it in a very uh, late moment. At that time, the uh, the process had already started. That's the reason why also his candidacy was invalidated, and they claim for the postponement of the election because they think that their candidate was spoliated. And it was the Sonko people um, uh, supporters of of his. Um I've uh, been go yeah, been out in the streets the last year, over a year, uh, and they, they, a lot of them are saying that a lot of the trials against him the, um, was a way to just eliminate him because he was seen as the strongest candidate. Um, how far to, how do you see that as uh, one of the aspects? Is it, is it yeah, I think, the, yeah, oh, I sorry, think go ahead. that's right. I think that's right because a lot of elements prove that, a lot of elements show that. It seems like they are afraid of Usman Sonko and they were trying um, via different manners, different ways to eliminate him. There are a lot of, I mean, trials against him. Him also, he complained about certain things, but the justice didn't do anything about it. But every time someone, I mean, invite Usman Sonko on a trial, we saw a rapidity that is extraordinary regarding uh, I mean, the treatment of his of his case. And yeah, in the view of how people love him, how the young people support him, no matter um, all the things that were said against him, all the trials, the defamation one, the rap one, and everything, young people kept on believing in him, kept on supporting him, and every time, the government, they were trying uh, trials against him, things against him, till eliminated him. But he's, still, he is very powerful in Senegal. And uh, also, there was also the other issue that people have been raising, um, which speaks to what you were saying, that how some people are, uh, are questioning whether this election should go on. There, se there seems to be a lot of um, actions against uh, the media, activists, and opposition parties. Um, yeah. yeah, and uh, so do you think that that also makes people feel that the process may not be free and fair? Yeah, because, you know, President Makisal, who should be, let us say, the judge who should ensure democratical, inclusive, participatory elections, he has already chosen his substitute. And he is doing his utmost to make that person win. Until now, he met those candidates who thought that he, they were spoliated. Till now, we haven't a final decision. We don't know till now what is, what is I mean, cooking in his mind. There's a reason why a lot of people think that the election might be postponing, postponed, but to my mind, the election should take place because in less than one month, I don't think that President Makishal would dare postpone the election. But yes, there are a lot of elements that make people uh, being afraid of this happening. Yeah. Again, that is uh, Marie Helen Indai. She is a consultant on artistic activism and coordinator of the Invisible Giants program, uh, speaking to us from uh, Senegal. And uh, 
uh, contextualizing the upcoming presidential election in Senegal, which will be uh, towards the end of uh, February. Uh, the February 25th is the scheduled date for that election. That's the date of the election, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. February the 25th. Yeah. 25th, yeah. And yeah. how the other, you know, the 20 candidates that were published by the um, the Senegalese cons cons uh, Constitutional Congress, uh, so Constitutional yeah. Council. Um, yeah. Do you uh, do you have any idea? Uh, can you go over some of the major players, some of the major candidates uh, that, well, apart from the ones we just mentioned, who are not have not been placed on the on the list? Uh, what are the other uh, participants that you people should look out for? Yeah, we can divide them into two groups. We can say that some of them are critically from the opposition, they are opponents. Others, we can say that they they came from the presidential party. And two newcomers, two women newcomers, they were not doing politics before. It's uh, Anta Babakar Ngom and Wardini, Madam Wardini. We can say that they are newcomers. But apart from that, the others, they are political actors who are well known in Senegal. We can cite um, Basiru Jomaifai, who is the chosen candidate of Usman Sonko, Serti uh, Janjay, Abirsi, all those people, they are from the opposition and they share the same coalition of Yewi Askanbi, which is the coalition of the different oppositional parties. And the other side, it is people who came from the presidential party. They think, they said that they are no longer with the president. They no longer share the president vision. They think it's a time to change. And we can cite among them, Alingu Njai. Alingu Njai was the Minister for Agriculture. We can cite Mohammed Bun Abdullah John. He was the Prime Minister before Amaduba. We can cite Mamboy Jawo, he was the director for taxis and domains. All those people, they were together with Makisao, but in some months before the election, they went out to say that they will run for president and they are no longer, even though some people think that it's a strategy for them to come together if ever there is a second turn for the presidential election, but they keep on claiming that they are no longer with the president. They are here to bring chance. Yeah. Oh, sorry. When you said come together, you mean um, for the runoff or for um, when the, that they would um, just support the the ruling party, um, which is the Alliance for the Republic uh, yeah. candidates? Yeah, you know, Makisal has chosen Amadouba. Amadouba is the current mm -hmm. prime minister, and mm -hmm. people think yeah. that the other candidates like Bunjon like um, Alim Nguyenjai, all those people, it's a kind of a strategy. They decided to run for president, but it is in um, when, for example, there is the second term, you know, the presidential election, you can win on first term or second. If ever you don't have 50%, if, if, if ever you have 49%, we should organize second term. Now people think that it's a strategy for them. If ever there is a second turn, they will all go around Amadouba and help him win and they maintain the power. This is what I mean saying this. Ah, uh, okay. So it's basically they're basically on the same side. Um and uh, that's what people are, are, are suspecting. Yes. And um yeah, yeah. And because I was going to ask you because um what is the philosophical differences between the political players in the processes apart from um uh the, the you know the, the the different camp what is there any major differences in the philosophies of how they want to um take senegal in the, in the direction they want to take senegal in yeah i can say that the opposition they all for chance they all for i mean they have many of them have kind of Pan-Africanism philosophy. They think it's high time Senegal to stay on his on its food. It's high time uh, to address fundamental issues like good governance, democracy. Because you are not without knowing that during the two big demonstrations that happened in Senegal, 
people were, I mean, defending democracy. At that time, there were internet shut down. Senegal now it is among the zone which we can, I mean, call a shrinking of civic and political spaces. All those issues was raised. And I, I can say that on the opposition side, they are utilizing those aspects that was claimed by the population to, I mean, foster their, their projects for uh, society. On the other side, the guys, the people who are with, uh, who were with Makisal, they saying that it's a time to change. They are capitalists, they are liberals, but it's a time to change some aspect of Makisal um, way of running things. This is this is in a in a nutshell the difference maybe because formally the difference red socialist or democrat uh, socialist or liberals but now it's a kind of jumbling ideologies people they not focus on ideologies but they focus on maybe shared issues on democracy on good governance on um, youth uh, youth employment things like that. And is there any um, regional dimension in the way people are, um, the way the parties are formed, or even the support? Is it uh, based also on, on uh, some regionalism in the, within the right. country? Because everybody knows that Digansor, Digansor is the is the land of Sonko. Sonko is winning Digansor since I can say that his beginning in the political field. Uh, Khalifa Sal, uh, we can say Dakar because he has been winning Dakar since 2009. He won two elections and now it's Batalemijaz. Batalemijaz is an element of Khalifa Sal. Yeah, when when you take the example of Idrissa Sek, Idrissa Sek is a chess. Uh, and Karim Wadu, whose candidacy was invalidated, is Tuba. And those places are very important if you want to win uh, uh, an election in Senegal, you have to win Dakar, you have to win Chess, you have to win uh, Tuba, and you have also to win uh, Zikentor. Then we can say that, yeah, among the candidates, each of them has his uh, land or his political or electoral uh, land, yeah. Yeah, and if you can explain to uh, most of the listeners who don't know the, the, the actual geography of um of Senegal, like, um, like, is it north, south, east, west? Like, um, where Sonko is that? His, his, yes, Sonko is the south. Base. Yeah, it's the south. south. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Khalifa Sal is the, is the capital city, Dakar. Yes, it is 75 kilometers far from Dakar. It's the first region that you will reach after Dakar. And that's to and the Tuba, north. Tuba Sorry, is, is the a north? religious place. Sorry. Sorry, is that the, which direction from uh, Dakar? It said that's, um, the second one you mentioned after Dakar. It said 75 kilometers from Dakar. Is that the is north? It, yes, or yes, yes, yes. Yes, no. where um, it is a sec. Is based. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, uh, yeah, yes. So, and then, and then, sorry, and then you can go on to the other ones as well, which are the other uh, major regional uh, areas, yeah. and then in the context of the geography, because a lot of people don't know the geography of Senegal right. per se. Yeah, right. yeah. Dakar is the capital city. Yes, is the first region you will reach after Dakar. It's a 75 kilometers. It is where the airport Blaisdian is based. And, and that's to the north. And that's to the north. And Tuba is to the north as well. Yes, Tuba is the religious place, the religious place where the Murid people, you know, in Senegal, we have what we call confluries, it's a Tijaniya, Muridism, Hadria, and the Muridism is a very powerful, a very, I mean, they are very supportive in terms of elections, in terms of supporting the person who is a Murid like them. And that was the place where P PDS, I mean, the Democratical Party, the party of Abdullah Wad, in which Karim Wad, his son, belongs to, they, they used to win it. But during the last election, 2019, it was won by Idris Asek. But Idris Asek, in the meantime, he joined the Makisal. He said that he joined the Makisal because uh, after the COVID, 
the country needed help. The country needed his expertise. That's the reason why he went to join Makisal. But after that, he decided to come back to run for president for himself. It was won by Idrissa Sek. That's the reason why it's a very, uh, let us say, I mean, we cannot say that this uh, candidate is stronger than in this region, but generally speaking, we can say that Usman Sonko has, I mean, places everywhere in Senegal, people who love him, people who support him, people who are in solidarity with him, people who think that his imprisonment is unfair, is unjust. Well, thanks. Yeah, thanks for going over the those uh, regional dynamics and because uh, um, uh, we don't get to hear as much on that and the and how the how it plays a role in the election process and and thinking about that, that those regional dynamics, how do you see the turnout being, uh, considering all these question marks about the the process and about the uh, elimination of candidates and particularly the 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 the, the strong candidacy of uh, uh, Usman Sonko, um, how do you see the uh, turnout being, and and would it be, especially as we talked about the region, would they would this would there be regional differences within the country per se in terms of turnout? Yeah, you know. Being famous or being strong in one region doesn't make you win an election. If you want to win an election, you have to have national representation. And many of them, many of the candidates, they don't have it. But some of them have it because they have been in the political field for years now. The, the turnout, I think it is an election that people will remind of because a lot of people, they were, their candidacies were invalidated. And that's true. Some of them is in a very unrightful way. Uh, remember that before the election, President Makisal conveyed a kind of dialogue where the civil society actors, the politicians, the independent, all people were invited to think of a ways to go about the elections. And Karim Wad, uh, Khalifa Sal and Karim Wad, they decided to go and attend the dialogues. Um, political parties like Usman Sonko's and others, they decided to, to not go. And today we witness about the participation of Khalifa Sal and the invalidation of uh, Karim Wad, which people think that it's unfair because Karim Wad accepted, or let us not say Karim Wad because he was not, uh, he was not around, but his representatives were around. They participated in the dialogue, but today, they, I mean, witnessed the refusal of the candidacy of Karim Wad. I think it's a crucial election, election that people, geopoliticians, I mean, people who are interested in geopolitics, in history, I'm sure they will have a lot to write and to, and to discuss about these elections. And so do you know, um, how do you see the turnout being? Um, um, is it going to be a uh, high turnout, low turnout, or just uh, the same as the past, uh, considering what's been I think happening? It will, be high. it will be a, it will be high because young people, they are determined to participate, to vote, and they are organizing campaigns to create awareness on the importance for young people to go massively to vote. I think the turnout will be high because a lot of people think that not participating in this election, not voting, allowing the presidential party to win the election, it means that Usman Sonko will remain in prison. Usman Sonko will last for years in prison. Then going massively to vote, as young people love so much Usman Sonko, would allow Usman Sonko to get out if ever Basiru Joma, his candidate, wins or a candidate, another candidate from the opposition, because they were all together at Yewe Askanwe. Then I think, yes, we will have, we will be having a very high turnout. Yeah, I was going to ask you, um, the participation of the young people, particularly the, uh, in light of the fact that um, they, there's been the elimination of, of Osman Sonko. So you think that young, the youth vote is still going to be extremely relevant, that they, they are going to 
turn out the way they went out in terms of um, uh, many years ago. Remember, um, there was uh, the Yarama. Uh, yes. And uh, yeah, it, uh, when people spoke out against Awade at that time, uh, so you think that there's, there's a similar, there's a similar movement happening now, um, a few year, many years later, that yeah, there's a young uh, movement that's uh, trying to make sure that that their their um, issues are heard. Yeah, you know, before President Makisal decided his non-participation. Uh, for this election, when he because a lot of people thought that he would run for third mandate, people like Yanama, a lot of movements, they raised their voices. But after President Makisal, I mean, informed the public about his non-participation, a lot of people, a lot of actors, a lot of movement. Now they are they are not no longer heard. I don't know why, but they are no longer heard. But still, I'm sure young people, they will participate because formally it's them, young people like Yanama who are creating awareness among young people, telling them that they should go and vote. But till now, we haven't heard people like Yanama, even though uh, the president of Yanama is imprisoned. Uh, yeah, but I think young people, politicians, people from different various parties, they are creating awareness. They are saying that people, you should go, you should uh, retire your um voting car and you should vote for the opposition candidate mainly for um uh basiru jomai fight yes i think uh young people they will participate but those actors uh, comparing to six months or four months before president makisali decided his non-participation their voices were heard their messages were viral but now they kept um silence i don't know why Normally, their fight should continue. They they should get out, create awareness, talking to young people. But comparing to 2011 to 2012, we can say that it is low talking about creating awareness, engaging young people. But young people, young politician people are doing it. They are playing their roles. And for just to refresh people's memory, Yarama was... Uh, um, it meant enough. Enough is enough, I guess. Basically, and, and uh, at that time, in, in, to tra yeah. in, in translation in English, and uh, that was the movement led by, uh, particularly um, hip hop artists like uh, uh, Cat and Al other Dala. people. Yeah, so it's, uh, Simon. Who are yeah, Simon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're using music um, uh, for um, uh, bringing the message, which is interesting because uh, Senegal has a long history of. Um, Musicians, uh, uh, people say griots, even people like Yosandur uh, and all those uh, who are involved yeah. in in uh, the movement. Is there been um, um, for, uh, on that uh, in that light? Has there been any um, involvement by the cultural uh, activists like that this time around, as compared to as you mentioned in 2011, 2012, and also? Before um, uh, Maki Sal uh, made his announcement that he wouldn't run, has there been any involvement in the in by cultural activists and speaking uh, truth to power? Yeah, for now, no. But before uh, Maki Sal informed us about his non-participation, there were a lot of cultural, artistical contents, creating awareness. I mean, advising Maki Sal to not run if he wanted peace in Senegal. Reminding him of the different demonstration that, I mean, push young people to get out. We could count a lot of dead people. There were a lot of, I mean, destroy, uh, how to call it? I mean, a lot of things that will have been destroyed in Senegal. And they were doing songs, they were doing music to remind this to Makisal, to tell him that if you run, if you want to run for a third term, Things will be worse, worse and worse. But after this, after Makisala decided to not participate, we haven't seen any cultural, any artistical contents to, I mean, raise awareness, telling young people to go to vote and things like that. And it's a pity because me, I'm a consultant on artistic activism. I'm here working with um, artists. 
but my aim was to enable artists to understand the power that they have as artists. But I cannot be every time the one pushing them to create content, so pushing them to, I mean, raise awareness among young people. You listen to a portion of a discussion with an activist in Dakar, Marie, Helen, and I about the upcoming presidential election in Senegal, which contextualized the process. Marie, Helen, and I is a consultant on artistic activism and coordinator of the Invisible Giants program. The music in the background is Walking by Sunny Stitt, and we play that commemorating Sunny Stitt's birthday. The renowned ancestor saxophonist Sunny Stitt would have turned 100 years old on February 2nd. You listen to Africa Now on WPFW 89.3 FM in Washington, D.C., your jazz and justice station. Now back to the conversation. So taking that into consideration, you still think that um, there's going to still be, the uh, the youth will still go out and uh, participate in this process. Because earlier on you said that you think there still will be high numbers because the youth just want to make sure that uh, they, um, the candidacy of uh, the ruling uh, uh, party uh, doesn't win because of uh, having uh, Osman Sonko in um, in jail. Do you think you still? So you still think that there will still be, even though you you haven't seen the movement as it was before, you still think there will still be a high turnout by the youth. I do, I do. Do you know why? Because in two thousand. Uh, and 12, in 2012, young people were not that engaged in politics. Young people were not that interesting in politics. But because of, I mean, people like Osman Sonko, people like myself doing politics, creating awareness, telling to people that politics is not a bad thing. Politics is the art of serving your community. You can serve your community on several ways, several aspects. Then I can say that people like Usman Sonko, people like myself, we have played a crucial role in creating awareness among young people, in pushing them to be interesting in politics, in demanding uh, uh, good governance, in demanding transparency, in uh, holding their leaders accountable. That's the reason why even though the civil society actors are not playing their roles, young people who are engaged in politics will do so. That's the reason why I still think that there will be high participation because young people now, they are engaged in politics as it, this never happened or never in this, I mean, let's say, rare. Because before, young people have always been engaged in politics, but it has never taken this, uh, let us say, proportions. That's the reason why I think, yes, if they don't do it, young people like me, like others, they will do it. And they have started doing it because there are several campaigns on pushing people to go retire their voting cards for uh, the uh, presidential election on February the 25th. Yeah. And uh, as you said, that the young people will still take part because they've been involved. What are some of the major demands of the young people? Yeah, you 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 spoke so, to some of them earlier, but if you could just refresh our memories, if we can also. Like, expand on what specifically the youth are are saying that uh, the government should be doing. Yeah, you know, you you know about the phenomenon of Barça or Barsac. Barça, it is um, in Spain. Barsac is afterlife. And young people, they still write this saying that Barça, meaning going to Spain, or Barsac or dying, going after life. This is due to unemployment. This is due to joblessness among young people. Even though President Makisal, after these um, scourges, he has um, proposed a lot of programs named Hyundai, Hyundai meaning in Wolof, the job for uh, job for young people. But still, people are taking boats to go abroad. People are risking their life to go find a better life, find their Eldorado. I think the main demand is 
using the money where it should go. Because to my mind, we have having all these problems because the money is not going where it should go. Because of corruption, because of bad governance, because of, I mean, clientelism, because of a lot of things that prevent the people from accessing the resources, preventing people from, I mean, having good life. Then the first thing is good governance, because there is, when there is good governance, where there is a fight against corruption, where the money go, where it should go, where um, the posts are given to people who deserve it, the right men at the right place, I think things will change. People, they will access good jobs. People, they will have opportunities to create their own enterprises. Young people, they will uh, stay here. They want to go abroad to find for a better life because they would find that life in their homes. The other thing is, for example, the democrat the democratization of the digital space because sometimes when there are demonstration we see internet shutdown and young people most of the time they are with their phones having phones and when you shut down internet when young people cannot go somewhere it's this that push them to get out to fire um uh, places to fire institutional places and things like that then this is then a fight for human rights, a fight for a better life, a fight for a shared prosperity, because now Senegal will be having oil, things like that, gas and, and other elements, then it is shared prosperity. If we succeed in establish, establishing good institutions, I think young people would be satisfied and would stay home. Then the main demand is, using the money where it should go, choosing the right person at the right place and sharing prosperity. And all that also to make sure that there's uh, un- that there's employment for the youth. That's yes. what you're saying. Yeah. It's crucial. Otherwise they will go uh, abroad. Otherwise they will be here doing banditism, using drugs and doing a lot of things because they are led aside. In Senegal, you can see somebody who holds a master degree doing what we call chak-chak. I mean, using their motor, motor, um, how to call it, the motor uh, to go to doing, I mean, deliveries or things like that. And yet they hold a master degree. Last time, one of the candidates, Bugan Dali, he met somebody, he said he is a doctorate, but he is doing uh, chak-chak, I mean, using the motor to do deliveries. See me this because the educational system is not good. It is to be rebuilt. Sir Antojob, who is a very big Pan-Africanist, he proposed, he advanced, I mean, some curricula that people could use. If you, if I give you an example, for example, you tell to a, to a person, what is the price for this to a young boy or a young girl? You tell him, I have gone to the market. I have bought orange 2,000, and I have paid for transportation 1,000. The total is how much? In English or in French, he wouldn't answer you. But if you tell it to him in his local language, in his mother tongue, he would understand. That's the reason why Nelson Mandela was saying, when you talk to people to a, on, to a language, when you talk to them in a language that they understand, that goes to, his, to their heads. But if you talk to them in a language that they know, that goes to their hearts. And all these, there are reforms and the justice, we haven't talked about it, but a lot of people think that there is a crucial need in the justice sector at the justice level, because the case of Usman Sonko, the case of Khalifa Sal before Usman Sonko in 2019, when Khalifa Sal also, when Khalifa Sal's candidacy was refused, was invalidated, all this, they use the justice, they use justice to do this. In Senegal, there are a lot of reforms that deserve to be, to, be, to be done. This is the solution for young people to remain when they uh, think they are safe, when they think they can have opportunities, they can find job. It, it is not about the state, I mean, finding job for them, but it is creating the opportunities, facilitating them to, I mean, get access to funds, 
But most of the time, all the initiative of President Makisal, even though they are good initiative, but it's a protocol, you take them, you give the, the, the funds to your to your people or you give it to young people who are favorable to you and the other people, the, the grassroots people, they are left behind, they are let aside. And it's those who need to be powered, who need to be strengthened so that we can see development. And also they should stop the top-down approaches and trying to have the, I mean, they, they, they trying to have the below one because it's down top approaches and top down. The top down is not good. There is no impact. But if they take down top approaches, asking them, uh, people what they want, asking them the kind of projects that would help them remain or stay in their countries, that would be more impactful. But the way that they do it, Makisalo today is saying that I have, I have put an envelope of this amount of billion for the youth jobs. But still, people are going to Nicaragua. I don't understand anymore what's happening. It's because that money is not reaching the, their targets. It's because that money is used for other purposes. This is the main problem for Senegal. I'm sorry. Again, that is, no, no, that's great, uh, great, that's great. Uh, again, that is uh, Marie Ellen Ndai, who's an activist, and she's uh, speaking to us from Senegal. She's also a consultant on artistic activism and coordinator of the Invisible Giants program. And uh, she's contextualizing the upcoming presidential election in Senegal. Um, before we go, I also want to touch on something which is... Um, really um, uh, uh, hitting um, West Africa. I mean, you have the, the role of external forces, uh, particularly France. Uh, France's role in, um, in Senegal, historically being the country that uh, colonized uh, Senegal many years. Uh, and that at one time that was seen as the headquarters for uh, France and Africa, um, and uh, in West Africa particularly. So the, the um, what has France's role been uh, in this process? Because France tends to meddle a lot in processes like this. Uh, has there been there? Has there have there been um, uh, stories or information about uh, whether they're playing any role, and, uh, hidden role in this process in Senegal uh, presently? Yeah, you know, Senegal has been colonized by France. That's the reason why, yeah, it is still, they are still playing roles. Even though it's not every time externally, it's internally, it's in a very hidden way, but they are playing this role. I remember Usman Sonko was saying that uh, the, the French um, media, they were giving bad news about him. That's the reason why even he decided to not I mean, allow them an interview. Finally, he did it. A lot of people were saying Usman Sonko said that he wouldn't listen to them. And Usman Sonko said the context was changed. They are not, I mean, opponent of France or they are not, France are not their, French people are not their enemies, but the process should be reviewed. The terms of the TOR should be reviewed and things like that. And I believe still, France is playing this role because France is in compliance with Makisal. Makisal is politic and Makisal is the one who has chosen Amadouba. Then we can say that France, they go for Amadouba. They stand with Amadouba. This is sure and I'm sure they will do um, all their best, even though it will be in a very unspoken way. They will do their best for Amadouba to, to be elected so that they can keep on having or defending their interests within the country. And how do ordinary citizens see uh, France's uh, role now? Yeah, it's that now, if we were kids, we have grown up. If we were sl slave, now we are leaders. If we were, I mean, unknown people, if we didn't have knowledge, now we have knowledge. 
if they think that they should show us the way and we follow, now we know the way. It's this perception that young people have. If you take the example of FRAP, FRAP is a movement which means French go away. It is literally this, French go away. One of them is a deputy and he was, um, he was deputy thanks to Usman Sonko because he was presented on the list of Yewi as can be through Usman Sonko's a political party. Today he is a, a superstar, we can say. When he went abroad to do a kind of political um, visit, a lot of people appreciated his, I mean, venue there. They, they told him that we encourage you because you're the one saying, friends, go away. It's a high time they went away. We are fed up with them interfering in our affairs and things like that. A lot of people, they think French should go away. But to my mind, it's not telling French go away and bringing other people. To my mind, it's uh, telling to French that now, formally, the text that we had, the TOR that we had, is based on us being your ancient colony. But now we are an independent country. We should review things in a way that you will win, we will win. It will be a win-win, I mean, partnership. But not you thinking that you are better than us or you are stronger than us or you, or you were our former colonizer. This is the way that I perceive things. But not saying French go away and bringing the Russian people or the Russian people go away and bringing the American people. No, it's about seeing, I mean, for example, the American people. If you take the the cooperation between Senegal and, and, and the United States of America, it's since 1961. It is a very, I mean, very important co uh, cooperation and exemplary cooperation that people could copy from because from 1961 up to now, uh, the USA and Senegal, they have, have, uh, they have had partnership. Why young people are not saying USA, go away? Because they think it's a win-win partnership, even though maybe uh, USA or can be can bring more or is bringing more than Senegal is doing or is participating more. But I have never heard United States of America go away, but France go away. It means that it is about the TOR that should be uh, reviewed for the benefit and the interest of each party. Thank you. Before we go, uh, I just wanted to ask you how do you, would you like to see ordinary U.S. citizens uh, being in support of um, of uh, Senegalese regarding the election? We, well, we, yeah, regarding election and beyond, and, and solidarity—not just support, but in solidarity with Senegalese. Yeah, I think that that should be a principle approach or a principle, I mean help, a help based on principle, that's what I mean. Meaning what? Pushing the president or advising the president to ensure democratic, democratical elections, inclusive elections, election that, I mean, Makisal is not organizing as a judge in a, in a party, as we said in French, being a judge and uh, having your having your candidate, no, but pushing President Makisal to ensure elections that are inclusive. This is first one. Uh, the second one, I think U.S. people took the Peace Corps because me, I'm a doctorate and I'm I work on the American Peace Corps in Senegal. Then I can say much about it because my my study is about understanding the the communities how they view the american people how they view the, the the support of american people then i can say much about it maybe it will be for another show but generally speaking they have good perception regarding the american people the only thing that they reproach to the american people is about the visa thing the money that you give and when you are denied a visa your money is not given to you the long period that you should stay to to uh, have a visa. Marie, Helen, and I 
Thank you very much for uh, being on the show. It's I who thank you. You've just been listening to a recent conversation which contextualized the upcoming presidential election in Senegal. The conversation was with an activist in Dakar, and that activist is Marie, Helen, and I. The points covered included the key political participants, the regional dynamics, unemployment among the youth, the role of President Macky Sall, the incumbent, France's continuous involvement, the atmosphere surrounding the February 2024 presidential election, arrests of activists and journalists, harassment of the opposition, youth movements, demands, and more. This perception that young people have, if you take the example of FRAP, FRAP is a movement which means French go away. It is literally this, French go away. One of them is a deputy, and he was... um. He was deputy thanks to Usman Sonko because he was presented on the list of Yewi as can be through Usman Sonko's political party. Surrounding Grima by Jinawisa Mareri. That's it for African Now for today. I'm your host, Muizam Tali. Up next is Headline News, followed by Shahanana with Zain Al Amin looking at situation in the Middle East, particularly in Palestine. And after that is Sophie's Parlor, and that's followed by Human Rights and Justice with Nakichi Taifa, and which is followed by Black Agenda Radio with Margaret Kimberly. And that's followed by Kombit Lakai with Eugenia Charles, and that looks at issues in Haiti. Check out Africa Now on Facebook and on Twitter. That's at Africa Now Online. Also, Africa Now is archived on iTunes Podcast and on SoundCloud. Search under Africa Now Online on SoundCloud. That's Africa Now Online on SoundCloud. Thanks to our Africa Now's executive producer and co-host, James Pope. And thanks to our engineer, Michael Nacella. And thanks to our research fellow volunteers, Chanda Kozer and Funangonda, and our Africa World Now Project Collective of Dr. Tasmin Siddiqui, Dr. Keisha Khan Perry, Dr. Josh Myers, and Kurt Oderson. And thanks to the entire team here at WPFW and to you for joining us. Continue to support all the great programs on WPFW, particularly as we begin our winter membership drive, which starts next week. We're going to leave you the closing song entitled Hashtag Free Senegal by Deep Dun Du Goose. Thank you. Have a great day. Have a great week. And stay safe. Senegal Police Jang
Fatel le 23 juin, t'as qu'à fogon ni lido. Il est un bon sopi de dem, nous harpignons sopi système. Jeunesse before music fait, tu barons, bon gorbi système. Delay de nous gueule, mol, ce n'est comme comme des sidem. Wormel le nude, c'est bien, mais tous ces hommes cultivés. Ni des sicas au biré, on l'une s'en bop. Bouillon monte de wak dundu, bataille d'une réaction en or. Loire de Devbus d'une award de sacau. Loire de Devbus d'une award de sacau. Right, right. WPFW News in Washington and WBAI in New York, I'm Sue Goodwin. Here are some headlines. Republican U.S. House Speaker Mike Johnson today casts doubt on a bipartisan effort to tighten border security, saying President Biden does not need new laws to tackle the problem and signaling that a compromise being negotiated faces long odds of passage. The top Republican in Congress, in his first formal speech since taking the Speaker's gavel in October, said a deal taking shape in the Senate does not go far enough to prevent migrants from entering the country along the U.S.-Mexico border. Quote, from what we've heard, this so-called deal does not include transformational policy changes needed to actually stop the border catastrophe, close quote, Johnson said in his remarks from the House floor. Donald Trump has called on lawmakers to reject any deal ahead of the November elections. In related news, House Republicans voted along party lines just after midnight today to move ahead toward impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas. The GOP-led House Homeland Security Committee approved two articles of impeachment against the Homeland Security Secretary. They accuse him of a willful and systemic refusal to comply with the law and a breach of public trust over his handling of the nation's southern border. House Democrats characterized the impeachment effort as a sham and said the articles lack evidence of high crimes or misdemeanors which is the constitutional basis for impeachment. The full House could vote on the articles of impeachment as early as next week. If the House were to impeach Mayorkas, it's deeply unlikely the Democratic-controlled Senate would vote to convict. In international news, President Biden said yesterday that he had decided on a U.S. response to the drone attack against a U.S. base in Jordan Sunday that killed three American soldiers and injured more than 40 others. But he has yet to reveal what that response will entail. Biden did say, we don't need a wider war in the Middle East, and he said he held Iran responsible for what he called their role in supplying weapons. A group called the Islamic Resistance in Iraq claimed responsibility for the attack. Iran denies any involvement, and the head of Iran's Revolutionary Guards said today that Tehran was not looking for war. He also warned that Iran would respond decisively to any attack on its territory or interests. In related news, Nearly 50% of all buildings in Gaza have been damaged or destroyed since Israel launched its brutal war on the Palestinian territory almost four months ago, according to satellite data analyzed by U.S. universities and seen by the BBC. The sites attacked include mosques, schools, universities, and cultural sites. Corey Sher of New York University is one of the academics who worked on the Gaza damage assessment. He told the BBC, quote, we've done work over Ukraine, we've also looked at Aleppo and other cities, but the extent and the pace of damage is remarkable. 
I've never seen this much damage appear so quickly. Close quote. Today marks day 117 of the conflict. According to the Gaza Health Ministry, over 16,000 people in Gaza have died since the war began. And in weather today, in Washington,